here we are, season two, episode two, and more Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. Thank you for listening. Thank you, listeners. Just want to give a reminder. Reviews are really cool. I know it's kind of a thing to do, and maybe you don't have time. That's totally cool. But if you do have time, reviews are really good, even if you don't like the show. Well, I don't know if that's true. If you don't like the show, maybe, I don't know. You know what? I'm not going to tell you what to do. You get to do what you want to do. But I do appreciate all that listen to the show. I want to make it better. If there's things you want more of, less of, maybe me to stop doing this. I don't know. Uh, But also, I'm going to do more social media, so I'll be sure to promote those handles when they are available. But definitely come check out uh, my Instagram, Twitter, my Twitch. I like to think there's a lot of cool people that you get to meet, and you get to meet each other and talk about the things you love. That's a really long way to say we need to talk more about what we're here for. Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a... Here we are, episode two, called The Goodbye Look. The Goodbye Look, which I don't know... Well, I guess there's an obvious answer to what that title refers to, but we'll get there. In our previously on, we get a little bit more Ian recap of the end of season one, just to refresh our memory. Uh, we get a little bit of the video again of Toby and Jenna. I believe that's the video we see. We get a recap of someone who is the person in black deleting videos off of Emily's laptop. Samara is back. We're going to see her a little bit later. Talk from Pam about moving to Texas. Uh, we get the recap again of Caleb and the note and Mona, just in case you forgot. And then a little teaser that Jason is back, although, wow, let's we'll get there. And finally, the Melissa Taylor thing. First up, we're in the greenhouse, which I wonder if this is like our season two base of operations. I need to come up with a name or a theme song for the, for the liars in the greenhouse. I don't know. We'll think about it. Uh, Hannah says, zombies don't text, which is fairly accurate. Uh, there's a big conversation, you know, did they call the cops? And, you know... The police have not really been their friend, even though they don't know how tied Garrett is into the conspiracy. They're not wrong. And then they, so they're leaving the greenhouse, which apparently is near where everything is in the city. And they see Jason throwing away stuff. And I said, wait a minute, who is this person that they're calling Jason De Laurentiis? Is this a different Jason? Cut to Hannah's house. Uh, Hannah talking about therapy. Mom getting into the coffee, as always. We know Mom uh, is way into coffee at Hannah's house. Apparently, uh, I forget who called who, whether it was dad called Ashley or, or Ashley called Hannah's dad. Either way, Hannah's father is going to be coming back and uh, sticking around for a little while, which we'll find out. Cut to Emily. Uh, Emily's phone is being suspended. Pam says when you come home from school, you got to put the phone on the uh, dining room table. And you better pack because we're going to Texas. And Emily's like, yep, that's right. I'm leaving the show. They already have a leaser, someone who wants to lease the house for a year. Finally, Emily checks her laptop uh, and discovers it the whole thing. They deleted the whole computer, which is also confusing because we saw the person deleting a folder of files. But it looks like this person, somebody, deleted her entire laptop. This was a removable drive. So why would they feel compelled to delete her whole computer? I don't know, but uh, that's what happened. On the phone with Spencer, and I wrote on my notes again, didn't they say they made a copy? Why are they keep saying this is the only copy of the videos? I thought they distinctly said they made a copy of the videos. Well, I guess that's not true, because they're saying all, everything's gone. So, wow, okay. 
I know this is a moment in the show where we're supposed to feel like, oh no, it got the better of them. This 100% proves to me, this is actually a very good episode in terms of theories and everything. The person in black, who may or may not be Allison, cannot be Allison because Allison set all this up for the, the liars to find, particularly Emily to find. So we know the person who deleted these are 100% not Allison. This does ruin my theory that the person that was doing the house tour with Mr. Mendez would be Allison, which then, heretofore, wherewithal, the person who did the tour with Mr. Mendez cannot be Allison because, A, that would be a high school-aged person. And I'm sure Mr. Mendez would be like, wait a minute, I can't be showing you a house. So the person who was in the gloves walking around the house was not Allison, probably not Ian. I don't think that is the same there's multiple people running around here with gloves, is what I'm saying. Because we get not the weirdest end credit scene in this episode, but definitely the most baffling. So we'll, we'll get there as well, I like to say. But the person who did the tour, so I should make like a little chart. You know how they, they do those um, logic puzzles where Harry eats red apples, but John eats green apples, but you know, all the kind of thing. The person who did the tour of Emily's house cannot be Garrett, cannot be Allison, Probably not Ian either, unless Mr. Mendez is living under a rock, which he might be. It's, so it's probably none of these people, okay? It could be, actually, Jason, but we'll get there. Spencer's house. Melissa shows her a picture of the ultrasound, which at first I, did, I wasn't quite sure why we were seeing the scene, but we see it later. I, Chris McGowan, do not trust Melissa at all. I'm sorry. Uh, this entire episode, I wasn't... I may turn out to be a big jerk when this turns out to be all legit. But as of right now, I think this is all an act. Everything that we're seeing with her, I don't believe. I'm sorry. And she's very protective of her phone. Like Spencer's like, hey, do you want me to like take your messages and help you out? Which Spencer's also lying to her sister. I'm full aware of that. Melissa's like, no, 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 I'm good. So two sisters are lying to each other. Cut to Fitz. Uh, This is Fitz's final episode. Last day is Friday. He's going to move into the uh, university. Aria, though, is icing him out. Cut to the hallway. Mona and Aria have a little bit of a chat. Aria wants to, uh, well, sorry, Mona wants to get Mr. Fitz a going away gift. And she says to Aria, hey, you know Mr. Fitz the best. How about you coordinate getting this gift? And Aria reluctantly eventually says yes. And Mona says, I love shaking people down. Hint, hint, hint. And then <laughs> I think Aria beats her to the punch. She's like, listen, I'm not going to help you with Hannah. That's between you and Hannah, Mona. And Mona's like, oh, no. And then um, Mona mentions not seeing the four of them together. And she says, did something happen? Don't buy this from Mona as well. Mona repeats the story going around school that the four of them lied to the cops again. Like I said last episode, this might be me being naive or something. What I have yet to hear is a plausible alternative theory as to counter what we as the viewers know is the truth. So we know that, you know, the Ian stuff in the church, right, with Spencer and the Tower Bell. I just want to be absolutely clear when I say this. Not only would I believe them, but we saw it to be true. For Mona to say, oh, I heard you lied to the cops. What, it, what are they saying is the truth? What could possibly be the reason for the four of them to make it up? And, and, and you know, uh, that still escapes me. No, no one has brought it up. There was the flimsy story in the paper about how he left town and the four of them knew some sort of secret about him and he, and he withdrew cash. I don't know. I just, no, no one has yet to say, oh, well, we think you attacked Ian and, uh, you know, blah, 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 nothing. No one ever says anything. Everyone just says, you lied to the cops, you lied to the cops. So I still think someone is is feeding that story and it might be Mona. Cut to lunchtime. 
there's a little discussion between the four of them because, again, the therapist said they need to be separate, so they're having this incognito conversation. Emily reports that all of them are gone, all the videos are gone, which, again, where is the copy? We, we were told there was a copy made. I would think a copy is made. The only saving grace here, if this is from Allison, we know there's 10 copies of this <laughs> drive all over Rosewood. So if there's any silver lining here, Allison has covered her tracks. So that's good. Um, they have to eat separate, which there's a little awkwardness before that happens. And it looks like there's a seat in front of Mona. And Hannah has an opportunity to go sit with her former friend. She chooses not to. And then at that exact moment, they all get a text. Look at you. Look at you all, all alone. I win dash A, something along those lines. I'm getting such a strong vibe of Mona being A in this episode. We'll, I'll continue to build my case. Toby shows up at school. I guess he's getting some sort of GED, but he needed some paperwork for that, I guess. And Spencer's trying to convince him to come back. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to homeschool myself. He got a job at Rosewood Construction. And there's some talk about, you know, would you leave town or you know, what would, would make you stay? And it's clear that Toby would like to stay in Rosewood for Spencer. So that's kind of sweet, I guess. Cut to the pool. Emily kicks ass again in the pool. Samara, right? Did I say it right? Samara kind of asks her out in a very low pressure sort of way, but Emily's like, I'm moving, by the way. And she's like, and Samara's like, it's just a movie. And then we meet Ken Raymond from Danby saying to Emily, we're interested in you. And apparently Danby's a very good swimming school. And Samara's like, you just got scouted. And Emily's like, no, I don't know about that. Cut to Spencer Household. Melissa's mad at the newspaper again. I guess there's another wild theory in the newspaper. Spencer is creating some sort of pastry gift, and Melissa calls her out on it. And Spencer reveals, this is, this is for Jason De Laurentiis. He's back in town. And we, we for, probably more for the audience as opposed to the two of them, we're reminded that Jason and Ian were friends. And there's a little more talk about Ian, and then Melissa kind of shuts down and says, don't ask me about Ian. Taking a step back, it is super weird to think about Spencer talking to her sister about Ian who attempted to murder Spencer. A very, a very odd times at that Spencer household. At the Hastings household, super awkward. Cut to Hannah's household, Dad and Ashley. And there are a lot of talk about the therapist, and Hannah's the most resistant to the therapy. She doesn't like the therapist. She doesn't like that they're banning from her seeing her friends. And then Dad does drop the bomb. He's going to stick around for a little while, a few days. And Hannah kind of uh, leaves. And then there's a weird chat with Dad and Ashley about what kind of drinks do we want to have? And then she insists on wine. Lots of glances. Is this flirting? I understand that I'm a terrible flirt person as a human being. So I may have missed the social cues here. Are they, is there some sparks still there? Anyway, cut to Emily. A very quick scene. Basically Pam saying, hey, someone stole some camping gear from our garage. And uh, I need to take your phone. So Pam takes Emily's phone. Go back to Spencer's house. We cut over to what we find out later to be the De Laurentiis house. Which looks a little differently than how I remember it from the from the first season. That could just be production, but I don't remember the, all the bushes to right to the right of the uh, the steps. At any rate, I don't even know what to say about what I'm what I'm, what the scene does to the show. Did they just Aunt Viv Jason? This boy comes out of the house with long hair, and she's like, "Hey, hey, Jason!" And I'm like, who who is she talking to? This is not Jason. This is not Jason De Laurentiis. So I have a theory. Uh, I don't know if you've, uh, anyone here has seen the movie Face Off, but when uh, basically um, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta play characters, one's like the good guy, one's the bad guy. And I think, <laughs> if I remember the plot of the movie correctly, I think they knock Nick Cage out. Like there's some sort of battle, right? And he gets knocked out. And against his will, they swap faces so that 
Now John Travolta's character is wearing Nicolas Cage's face, so he's the good guy, and he can run around doing his, his bad guy stuff as Nicolas Cage. I may have this reversed. I may have this reversed. But then Travolta has Nicolas Cage's face, so basically by changing faces, they are able to switch sides. And the memed thing in the internet world is face off. They literally say the word face off in the movie. Is that what happened here? Did Jason De Laurentiis have his face changed for witness protection? I don't, I, uh, it's going to take me a while to get over this. I'm going to be honest with you all. And those of you who've listened to this podcast probably knew I was going to have this reaction for those of you who've seen the show before. I'm not sure what to do about Jason Newface, but he is Jason Newface from here until I get bored with that. And the, but that aside, it's going to be very hard for me to move on from that. But that aside, they have this little chat about Jason Newface wants to know, did Ian actually say the words, I killed Allie? And we have a lot of different attempts for Jason Newface to get that out of Spencer. And Spencer's like, well, no, he, he said to me, Spencer pushed Allie down and, J- and Allie fell and then an, an accident happened. It was all an accident. And Jason Newface is very adamant about asking, did he actually say he did it? And Spencer's like, well, no. And then he says, you told me everything. And he kind of runs back inside. Still don't talk about Maya. Still don't talk about where she is, where her parents are in this house business. We're just kind of, I guess, jumping over that. We get a flashback. So they're putting Jason Newface into the timeline. I don't, I don't really understand what's happening here, but Allie and Jason Newface um, have a little bit of confrontation. Allie's just being mean, as she is wont to do. She hid one of his porn books, okay? And she reiterated that she has a lot of hiding places. If she wants to hide something, no one will find it, which, again, makes me think that the copy of the videos that were clumsily deleted are safe. So anything that Allie had, I consider safe. And then there's a doggy digging in the uh, garden, which will come back later, but not really explored too much. Cut to the pool. Nice little montage. Another Emily Swim montage. Uh, more chat with the Danby person. There might be a scholarship involved. And it sounds like this might be the way Emily stays on the show. She says she's going to stay. She's going to talk to her mom, talk to her parents. And that Danby is apparently good for swimming. So for her to stay here at the school, Rosewood, I guess, is good for swimming too. So this is all kind of working in her favor. Cut to a job site. Uh, Spencer is slightly creepily watching Toby work, uh, but then very quickly he's handed a pink slip. He just got fired because the person who owns the house was like, I see Toby outside. He's got to go or I'm getting rid of Rosewood construction. So Toby is a liability. Uh, Rosewood's not very nice to him. Cut to Aria waiting for Fitz inside Fitz's apartment. Apparently he's stuck in a meeting at his new, with his new dean, I guess, at this college he's going to be teaching at. She's getting very annoyed waiting for him. Which, you know, I've been in that situation. I've been on the, um, and I've been the one stuck in meetings too. It's a very difficult thing to do uh, with a partner, you know. And again, kind of like I said last episode, I have to recognize that this is not a, uh, this is basically a high school romance. And those things would annoy me if probably if I was, uh, you know, 16, 17. But as you get older, you're like, yeah, work stuff comes up and it sucks, you know. But she's very annoyed. Uh, she sneakily puts back his diploma, which I didn't, I didn't know she had, I didn't know she was gonna do that. Um, I guess they didn't want to tell him what really happened to it, but whatever. Cut to uh, Emily talking to Pam about Danby. Uh, so she's, and this does change things for mom a little bit. She says, "Well, I'll talk to your father." This does change things, but they need a, a commitment from Danby in order to really uh, solidify things. Ari and Spencer are talking on the phone, and Anari is, again, super annoyed. She's like, how long should I wait? And Spencer's like, I don't know. Aria calls Spencer the master of time. Interesting. Interesting title. I wonder if someone on staff is a Doctor Who fan. So Spencer is a time lord. Toby knocks on Spencer's door, and he says, do you want to go out? Spencer says, yeah, uh, and says, I got to call you back. Aria. Aria starts to wander around the apartment. So bored. Cut back to Hannah's household. 
Uh, we hear a voicemail from Mona on the old school answering machine. So dad overhears it. I think dad knows who Mona is. So he's a little like, oh, something's wrong there. He sees uh, Hannah taking care of the uh, dishwasher and she's like, I don't need help. She's not happy about therapy, uh, which we already know. And dad's trying to find out a little more information about that. And they have, again, another kind of a serious conversation where she's uh, she's says that he lied to her. You know, she he said that he would always be there for her. And then he shows up with a new wife and a new stepdaughter and she feels replaced. She has a lot of feelings about that. And then and dad starts having this conversation about good intentions. Right. And no one ever made a mistake on purpose. And I thought listening to this at, at the end of the scene, I said, oh, I get it. She's going to realize that this is what Caleb was trying to do. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. Uh, come back to Arya waiting in Fitz's apartment. She's she's done. This is this is it. This is it for her. And she writes a little note on his typewriter. Sorry, we couldn't make this work. Dash Arya, and she is gone. Cut to the movie theater. Emily and Samara uh, talking about the Danby stuff. That she needs a note from Danby. And then uh, Emily has a Maya memory there. And Samara's like, No, I get it. I get it. For, first, you know, exes are a thing. They have a little talk about exes, and Samara mentions a Mary Gennari, and then the movie starts. I thought A was going to come out during the movie, by the way. Next, we're going over to a restaurant. Again, the restaurant TBD. We don't know if this is um, our place here in Rosewood, but Mona's sitting there by herself. Hannah walks up, and he says, is Noel Khan here? And I said, I- I'm sure he is, sitting in the background, but Mona's like, no, he's not here. <laughs> then I realized, oh, I see. For Hannah, it wasn't a Caleb moment. It was a, oh, I forgive Mona moment, and sure enough, Hannah forgives Mona for the whole thing with the note that Mona had good intentions. And this is the moment, and I'm going to say this here in Season 2, Episode 2, Episode 24 of Chris Watch's Pretty Little Liars, the ending note of the show, the very end of the show, or whenever we find out who A is. Now, I have said that A is a conglomerate, right? A whole bunch of people, different, different groups of people pretending to be A, like everyone's taken on this moniker. Forget all that. Biggest prediction I'm ever going to make probably on this show is in this moment I thought to myself, how actually satisfying and still kind of a surprise it would be if it turns out that A, the majority of the A stuff, has all been Mona. So I'm saying it here now, A is going to turn out to be Mona. Cut to Spencer Toby kind of having a little over the city chat, talking about Ian and Melissa, and uh, Toby's kind of been put it, kind of knows about this now, right? Kind of have a chat about Rosewood itself, you know, talking about uh, there are monsters that live in the city. And I was like, oh, werewolves? Are we finally getting uh, werewolves in uh, Pretty Little Liars? We'll see. TBD. And Toby's like, we shouldn't bother with the police, you know. Toby is, uh, Toby's over the cops. I get it. Welcome to the revolution there, Toby. Cut back to Aria. She's going over to Spencer's house because, and you know, they were just having a chat. So I guess she's checking up on Spencer and she sees a broken window at Spencer's house. So she goes in and it's really creepy. It's really dark. And then someone comes running down the stairs and pushes her into the little side table at the front. I have a theory. I have nothing really to support this theory other than the person running down the stairs looked a lot like new Jason, Jason Newface. So I'm going to say that Jason Newface was the one that broke in, even though our liars take us down a different path. But they did call the police. Um, Arya seems to be okay, but very shooken up. And then they start to theory craft that, oh, wait, camping gear from Emily's house. It's got to be Ian, right? Ian had to break in here. He's, he's camping out somewhere nearby and that they were trying to hurt Spencer. This person who came in was actually looking for Spencer. Yikes. Tea kettle blows and we cut back to the school. We have another storm. We know in this show, thunderstorms outside means danger and, 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 and who knows what. Storms are bad in this town. 
uh, Emily and uh, the Danby person have another chat, and he's like, well, it's not an official offer. And Emily kind of pushes a little bit. I mean, she knows this is kind of her last shot at it, and he's like, well, I can write a maybe letter. So that's something. I don't know if it's going to be enough for Pam and uh, her dad, but uh, hopefully it's enough. We have our final, 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 final goodbye to Mr. Fitz. Final chalkboard check. Goodbye, Mr. Fitz is written on the blackboard. Thank you, uh, person who uh, <laughs> has been writing me secret messages on the board. Of course, the book inside uh, the gift is To Kill a Mockingbird, which makes sense. That's, that's been a big part of our time with Mr. Fitz here. And he has a little speech. I have to be honest, everyone knows he's not talking about the entire class. Everyone is giving Arya looks as he's talking about, <laughs> secretly, not so secretly, about Arya and his relationship. Oh boy, that was so awkward. I made a face. He did like a Joseph Campbell quote, and the bell rings, and he says, always read, have a good life. That's it. That's all she wrote. And then Arya, you know, we have a little bit of a montage, a little sad song, and she didn't say goodbye. So everyone else kind of said goodbye. She sits in the cafeteria, I guess, until school ends, and then she reconsiders, and she runs back to his room that he's gone. Just then, the storm ends, the sun comes up, the rays of light enter the room, hitting Arya on the face, and she she sees something in the distance, and we see it on her face. She runs outside, runs outside, on school property. Arya and Mr. Fitz have a huge frickin' makeout session. I mean, this is uh, a kiss that anyone within any sort of visual range will see without question. So I know it's supposed to be very romantic, right? They have this swelling music. They're doing almost the 360-degree turn. I just kept thinking, like, my God, this is quite literally... Whew, okay, well, I mean, if if it wasn't clear already, it's clear to anyone who might be around school at that time. So, But um, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but that happened. Cut back to Spencer's. Um, Melissa's really sad. Spencer kind of comes home from the storm. Spencer's late, and they have a little chat, and Spencer's like, have you done anything today? And Melissa's like, no, I've just been kind of chilling here. You know, it's raining. And then Spencer sees some galoshes that are wet. Never left the house. Hmm? So Spencer secretly, not so secretly, digs into Melissa's coat and finds the the photo of the uh, of the baby. What do they call that? Ultrasound. Spencer finds the ultrasound photo. And so we cut back to the greenhouse, the super secret headquarters of our four liars. They're like, who else Who else even gives a shit about this ultrasound photo? It's got to be Ian. Melissa has to be seeing Ian on the sly. That's where they put together that this person who stole the camping equipment must be Ian. must be like camping out somewhere close. And then as they're leaving the greenhouse, which we now know, I guess, is very close to De Laurentiis' house, Jason Newface says, yeah, I'm putting up a new fence. And he's doing something to the house. And he says to everyone, go home. And then our end credit scene is the doggy finding something, and then someone in gloves and a coat pets the dog. That is our end scene. Uh, the doggy is just pet. Someone is just petting the dog. So what the hell does that mean? No clue, but there we go. So what do we know? Well, first of all, Jason Newface is in town. No one is talking about how he doesn't look the same as he did in season one. It's really bothering me. My theory is he's, he's, is he and his sister are witness protection, so he's had to have a face-off uh, surgery, and so much so that they're altering people's memories uh, of Jason Newface. But yeah, that's very upsetting. There's something buried around the property. We don't know what it is, but this dog seems interested. Typically, in movies, when the dog is digging in dirt, that means that there is a person buried under there. That's usually what that means, but um, I guess we'll see what that turns out to be. I am not concerned about the videos being deleted. I was told 
before that copies were made and Allison is not one to leave a single copy of anything anywhere so I think those videos are safe what that means going forward I don't know but uh, there you go and probably the biggest theory of all I think it'd be very poetic and very fitting for this show to have the very very final reveal of whatever this a mystery is it to be Mona it, it would make so much sense it's 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 made more sense to me after this episode than it ever has before she has been teased by these by this group of friends. I mean, we even see it in the flashback with Allison and her older brother. Allie is just a mean person. Now, do, do the four of them deserve this torture and, and threat of violence and all stuff? Of course not. But Mona has more than enough inspiration and motivation to be the, the big bad, if you will. Will the show do that? Probably not. But that is going to be what I say as of right now. Last thing I'll say is the person in the coat and gloves. It's a uh, it's kind of a bummer because we're conflating every time we've seen a pair of gloves and a coat in the show to one person. And knowing the show, that is an impossible thing to do. It is most likely more than one person dons this outfit to do whatever it is they do. So even if we find out someone is behind this right gloves and jacket, I can't in good faith attribute all the actions we've seen to that person. You know, who has the rats? Who has the uh, heart of glass? Who has all the photos of Maya and Emily? Who did all that stuff? I don't think it's the same person. I just, it doesn't make any sense for that to be the same person. So, yeah. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at McGoogs, occasionally twitching at Mac to the Gal. I'll set up a Discord or some other thing, and I should do social media. I know I should. So I'm going to do that, and um, more stuff to come. Take care of yourselves, and I've said enough. Goodbye, Mr. Fitz. Mm-hmm.